0: A Taiwanese British musician is making waves with his multiculturally inspired songwriting. The singer, songwriter, and guitarist is steadily gaining recognition for his rhythmically creative, multilingual songs. With a dad from the UK and a mom from Taiwan's Paiwan tribe, Billy Walshaw grew up half in Pingdong's Jiahe village and half in Leeds in England. You can hear both of those influences in his music which also carries a strong thread of social engagement. We catch up with Walshaw and his musical collaborator Wu Yongji in rehearsal.
1: Welcome to the rehearsal room. Billy Walshaw and the members of Mudskipper are rehearsing tonight's numbers. Their music styles are wide ranging and their members are diverse too, coming from many different points on the map.
2: We can bring in various different languages, and the rhythms vary a lot. It's quite fun if I start in Chinese and then add in some English. And we all have different cultures, and we come to Taiwan to live out our own story, so we want to express it really authentically. <laughs>
1: any musical career is full of highs and lows. Now, Walshaw is starting to break out into wider recognition, as his music wins the admiration of award
2: panels. His first time performing is a strong memory for me, because it was his first time in a contest and it was just him and his guitar. I thought, wow, he's great on the guitar, and he's singing good too. Later, I found that he's mixed race, with heritage from the Paiwan tribe and the UK. And maybe he gets it from his dad's side, his stuff is a kind of slightly bluesy western feeling. And he also adds in the indigenous elements from his mom, to create a style all of his own.
1: Walshaw grew up between two very different cultures. He has a strong sense of his multicultural identity, and hopes his work will give others a window into his unique life experiences.
2: I want to show people what it was like for me growing up, and my thoughts. My thoughts about Taiwan, my thoughts about the UK. I just want to be really genuine.
1: As for the future, Walsha is full of excitement. He wants to keep on writing music in English and Chinese, using art to create an ephemeral bridge between East and West.
0: Taiwan's government has announced a donation to Japan of 60 million yen, or about 13 million NT$. The funds will support rescue operations and reconstruction in the wake of the deadly earthquake that struck Ishikawa Prefecture on January 1st. In addition, the health ministry has set up a bank account
2: to accept private donations. I would hereby like to announce that the Ministry of Foreign Affairs will donate 60 million yen on behalf of the Taiwan government to provide relief to earthquake victims and help the Japanese government with rescue operations and reconstruction.
1: Foreign Minister Joseph Wu announced a donation of nearly 13 million NT to aid Japan with post-disaster reconstruction. (laughs) Taiwan
2: very The highly respected late Prime Minister Abe Shinzo, as well as our many other Japanese friends, often said that an emergency in Taiwan is an emergency for Japan. We have appreciated that greatly. Now, I'd like to say, an emergency in Japan is an emergency for Taiwan. It's our turn to show compassion.
1: At the press conference, Wu conveyed his deep condolences. He said the health ministry had opened an earthquake relief account to accept private donations. Money can be transferred via post offices, the National Treasury Administration, the Bank of Taiwan, and Taiwan's four main convenience store chains. Transfers can also be made from abroad via the Mega International Commercial Bank. At the press conference, Japan's de facto ambassador to Taiwan, Kadayama Kazuyuki, expressed his gratitude to Taiwan.
2: Having a true friend at your side at times of difficulty is truly a source of comfort.
1: The earthquake wreaked havoc in Ishikawa, devastating homes and destroying roads. Following the disaster, President Tsai Ing-wen and Vice President Lai ching released statements of support for Japan. Taiwan's donation will be used to help victims resettle and find shelter to aid Japan in its time of need.
0: Turning now to the presidential campaign trail. The DPP's Lai ching spent the day in northern Taiwan campaigning for himself and legislative candidates. Speaking at a Taoyuan temple, Lai vo- warned voters about China's election interference. He also blasted both his rivals as pro China. Meanwhile, Ke je of the Taiwan People's Party accused the DPP of using the China issue to
1: fearmonger. The DPP's Lai Ching-te visited Italian Temple on Thursday. He spent the day in northern Taiwan campaigning for the re-election of two DPP lawmakers and one independent lawmaker. He warned voters that this election has faced the highest ever degree of Chinese interference. He urged the public to vote for the right person to protect Taiwan's democracy.
2: 大家想一想。just think about what kind of person China wants. If that person gets elected, Taiwan's democracy will cease to exist. Taiwan would no longer be voting for a president, but for a chief executive. So I hope that everyone can come together to defend Taiwan's democracy and vote for number two on the ballot, lighting the and Xiaobi Kim.
1: Lai warned voters against picking candidates preferred by Beijing. Shortly afterward, a reporter from Radio Free Asia asked him about his views on Hong Kong.
2: 这个山主后选人里面... Of the three groups of presidential candidates, this issue isn't a problem for me. You should ask the other two groups. TPP Chair Ko has accused the KMT's Hou of getting funding from China. But something I would like to ask Ko is why China has not voiced any criticism of him. Fundamentally, both of these candidates adhere to China's one-China principle. It's a case of the pot calling the kettle black.
0: <coughs>
2: Lai talks about opposing China and protecting Taiwan while saying Taiwan is doomed. When he says these things, I want to ask him, didn't you yourself say that Taiwan and mainland China are like brothers? I myself would encourage China to simply sit back and watch the election without meddling. From past experience, every time China tries to intervene, it just ends up hurting the KMT.
1: On the campaign trail on Thursday, Ke wen of the Taiwan People's Party blasted Lai for using China to fearmonger. In turn, Lai accused both his rivals of being pro-China. He also criticized KMT vice presidential candidate Zhao Kang, who said that he and Honghai founder Terry Goh would be consulted during cabinet selection. Lai said that Zhao was overstepping his role.
2: <inaudible> Zhao Shaokang refuses to change his ways. I reminded him before that he's not running for president but vice president, and in any case, he hasn't been elected yet. He's taking over Ho's role, saying he will form a cabinet together with Terry Goh and Ke wen Everyone can see through his tricks.
3: <inaudible>
2: he is too calculating, too focused on laying the ground. Work for strategic voting. Such comments by Jia Shao Kang are inappropriate. He's running for vice president, but was he picked by Ho Yo or what? If it really was Ho Yo who chose him, Ho must really be regretting it now.
1: Meanwhile, KMT presidential candidate Ho Yo Yi was campaigning in Taipei, joined by Taipei Mayor Jiang Wan An and legislative candidate Zhong Xiaoping. They canvassed at a vegetable market and toured the facilities. The crowd of supporters included many young
2: faces. A coalition government is imperative. I will appoint people based on talent. So I'd like to ask everyone to vote for the biggest opposition party and cast a vote for number three on the ballot, Hou and Shao Kang.
1: With election day approaching, the KMT is ramping up campaigning with an eye on returning to power.
0: January thirteenth is Election Day. According to Taiwan law, employers must give the day off to workers scheduled to work on Election Day and to provide full pay for that day. If an employee chooses to work anyway, he or she must be given twice the usual pay. One e-commerce platform has announced the closure of all its
2: storefront nationwide
0: on Election Day.
2: A little over a month ago, our company announced that all of our shops in Taiwan as well as our offices would be on holiday on January 13th to encourage employees to vote and exercise our civic rights.
0: A fitness center chain is also doing its part to get out the vote. It's announced that for one day only on January 13th, its members can work out at any chain location, not just the one where they signed up. According to a Job Bank survey, 74% of employees intend to vote. 35% said they had forgotten or been unable to vote at least once in the past due to work commitments. Meanwhile, 68% of employers were willing to give workers time off before Election Day so that they could travel to their polling locations. The Hakka Affairs Council is rebranding Hakka specialty products in a collaboration with Taipei Grand Hotel. The project sees Hakka specialty black teas and orange products paired with modern favorites like coffee and Italian cuisine. At a launch event, Hakka Affair Council Minister Yong Zhen explained how the project seeks to redefine the place of these local specialties in the public imagination.
2: A pot of tea is steeped and tasted. A cup of Mali Hong tea is a must try in a Hakka village.
1: Mali Hong is a small leaf black tea, so it's gentle and smooth, quite warm and elegant.
2: The Hakka Affairs Council is coaching Hakka villages in branding their specialty teas to create Hakka regional brands. They're working with Taipei Grand Hotel to launch a Hakka Mali Hong tasting banquet.
1: Black teas have gradually become seen as a secondary flavor, but today we want to show them off as the star of the meal. It's exquisite.
2: Once upon a time, you could go to a Hakka village to buy Maui Hong, but with the Hakka Affairs Council's help, it's now available in Taipei's most famous hotel. 把鸡酱.
1: They've turned orange sauce into something that can appear in Italian cuisine. Bitter tea is put into premium olive oil in the same way, and we've got tangerine cakes appearing with coffee. We want to take products that were once seen as very provincial and put them in this contemporary daily life setting and redefine them.
2: These Hakka specialty products are precious parts of local heritage and can't be easily reproduced outside of Hakka regions. The council wants to redefine these traditions to bring them to a new audience
0: doctors are urging people to be careful in the use of heat packs this winter small handheld heat packs that can be placed directly on the skin are popular in the depths of winter but if you leave a heat pack on too long after your skin starts to hurt it could cause skin damage in the worst worst case scenario it could cause a chronic rash and lead to serious complications the message is clear stay careful if you're playing with heat
2: the temperature can plummet suddenly. People are wrapped up tight in their coats as they go outdoors. A handheld heat pack can be a lifesaver, but they take some wisdom to use properly. If you're not careful, you could burn yourself.
1: They seem convenient when you put them on. If you're not careful, you might not realize it's too hot. When you've been sitting down for a long time, you feel your skin is kind of burning, so you take it off. I take it off when I realize it's really burning.
2: If you leave a heat pack on your skin for too long, it can cause a real burn or even a rash called erythema ab igne. The latter is a chronic skin reaction caused by overexposure to heat directly on the skin.
1: Usually at first, it looks like a red rash in a net shape. After it has recurred many times, it becomes melanin deposits. In its most extreme chronic condition, it can even cause ulcers or
2: become cancerous. This dermatologist shared an extreme example of the rash. A man was recommended to use a hot pack by a doctor after a knee operation. He did as instructed, but a net-like rash appeared on his skin and wouldn't go away. But doctors also say most cases clear up on their own.
1: If you take the heat away, it will naturally disappear. But if you ignore it and you keep the heat there, it could produce this kind of chronic effect.
2: Doctors urge the public to be careful with all heat sources, including heat packs, hot water bottles, and electric heaters. Careless usage could mean damage to your skin.
0: The literary world is mourning the loss of Taiwanese folk author Wu Yanmei, who was known by his pseudonym Sima Zhongyuan. He died Thursday morning at the age of 90. His death was confirmed by his family, who revealed that he had suffered a fall days earlier, which led to the hospitalization for acute pneumonia.
2: His leg had a minor injury. When we sent him to the hospital, we thought it was just a simple leg injury. At first, my father appeared to be recovering well, but then late at night, the hospital informed us that father's heart had stopped beating. In the end, they found that he had developed a lung infection. When I was first starting out, teacher Sima Zhongyuan was the first person I impersonated. This news of his passing is very shocking and saddening. He was such a tremendous author. May he rest in peace.
0: Sima Zhongyuan was hailed as a master of ghost stories, and he had numerous literary awards to his name. He was an iconic literary figure of the 1950s before branching out into radio and television. Working Dogs got the spotlight at a Thursday charity event in Taipei, At the city's Daan Forest Park, the public got to see canine heroes in action and to meet them face to face. A variety of furry professionals were at the scene, from guide dogs to sniffer dogs. Vets were also on hand with tips on how to care for man's best friend.
1: Fresh out of training, this rescue dog quickly finds a girl trapped inside a box. (laughs)
0: Oh. Old, of <laughs> oh, 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 yes.
1: Minister of the Interior, Lin Youchang, crouches down to pet a retired guide dog and inquire about its health. This charity event showcases various working dogs, including guide dogs, sniffer dogs, and rescue dogs. These furry professionals have become an indispensable part of human society.
2: Rescue dogs work with the National Fire Agency and Local Fire Brigades, so in a way, I am the official in touch of these doggies. Dogs are a man's best friend and partner. Without their help, there would be many missions we wouldn't be able to carry out.
1: The event was packed with canine heroes. Also present were vets from the Veterinary Transfusion Medicine Center at National Pingdong University of Science and Technology, and representatives from organizations such as the Hui Guang Guide Dog School. Organizers say they hope the event will will help humans better understand dogs.
2: Today we are showcasing the many characteristics of dogs at this charity event. There are also activities to raise blindness awareness along with music performances. We want to promote a more positive social environment. Guide dogs and rescue dogs have come to join us. We need to make pet care more comprehensive to give peace of mind to pet parents. From the moment they are born to the moment they leave us, we receive a lot of love and protection from them and they from us. Us. As lawmaker, I will make efforts on this front.
1: Hordes of animal lovers attended the event, which paid tribute to the contributions of man's best friend.
0: The scenic East Rift Valley attracts hordes of tourists every year, but not many people know about its history. Did you know there are many Hakka migrants who settled there over the years? Or how about the development of transport in this secluded area of Taiwan? The Hakka Affairs Council and the Highway Bureau have jointly put on an exhibition showcasing their history in this beautiful corner of Taiwan. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look.
3: Once you enter this exhibition, you will see a Golden Horse Motor Coach. The Golden Horse was Taiwan's most luxurious passenger vehicle in service from 1959 to 1980. Other cultural relics include old milestones from along Provincial Highway 9, ticket machines, and 40-year-old bus tickets. There are also photographs capturing the history of transportation in the area. The exhibition also features Hakka relics. Videos of interviews with experts along with digital interactive experiences are also on offer so that viewers can learn the many stories behind highway construction, the construction workers themselves, and the Hakka settlers
1: in the East Rift Valley. The exhibition contains many local cultural and historical stories from the second Hakka migration. Along with family migration stories. Our Taiwan Hakka Culture Development Center also has an abundance of information in its digital archive database, including from the National Museum of History. There are a lot of old photos. At the same time, you can also see the hard work of our highway workers who build and maintain roads, along with the staff of the Golden Horse. The Open Highways exhibition was organized by the Taiwan Hakka
3: Culture Development Center of the Hakka Affairs Council and the Highway Bureau. Visitors can learn more about the history of Provincial Highway 3 and Provincial Highway
1: 9. The Ministry of Transportation and Communications provides comfortable roads in Taiwan's Romantic Route 3. We also invest over $100 billion NT in transportation funds on the Provincial Highway 9 in our Hualien and Taidong areas. We hope to have more comfortable, safe and convenient roads in Hualien and Taidong areas to allow travelers to visit. The exhibition will be on show till March 29th at the Taiwan Highway Museum
3: in Taipei. FTV reporters Stephanie Yang and Dai Yalun in Taipei.
0: The biannual Citizen Sports Games will be held this October in Pingdong County. In each month leading up to the event, Pingdong will host activities for the public starting on January 20th when a celebrity instructor will lead a heart-thumping aerobics workout. Locals are urged to sign up for a day of fun and fitness.
2: Looking sporty in sweats, Pingdong County Commissioner Zhou Chun-mi announces the 2024 Citizen Sports Games, held in Pingdong this year. The games will consist of 33 competitive events open to athletes aged 9 to 99. There will also be 3 easy-to-learn sporting events open to the public.
1: In addition, every month from January to September, we'll spotlight a different sport, a different activity. All locals are welcome to participate.
2: Ahead of the games, the Pingdong County government will host a series of activities for the public. On January 20th, locals are invited to experience flow yoga, which focuses on the connection between breath and movement. Celebrity aerobics instructor Eddie Pan will also make an appearance to lead a cardio workout.
1: This month, we've got yoga, next month, cycling, and the month after that, power walking. And after that, it will only get more and more exciting. We urge Ping Nong's residents to sign up fast. Space is limited.
2: The county chief said that gifts will be prepared for participants. There will also be small surprises in store at the venue to ensure a fun and enjoyable day out for all.